Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Henry J. filling in for Tyler Chisholm. Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, episode 66. Thank you for joining us today. So, Henry, how you doing? What's new? Oh, you know, I just uh, quit KSER after seven years on the air. Oh, yeah, no biggie. No big deal. Um, yeah, I had my last show on Friday, and it was uh, fun and sad, and I'm kind of going to miss it, but I'm very excited to be a part of Live in Everett now, bringing the, the show to, to Live in Everett starting August 3rd. I'm super stoked. Yeah, we're excited to have you. It's We're kind of thinking of it as like adding this other channel to Live in Everett, because you obviously have your whole own like brand and everything for, for the stereo wire. And so it's not only going to be super cool to start putting that out through Live in Everett, but also, you know, just figuring out, Hey, maybe we can do more of that in the future too. Adding more channels and yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. And maybe I can turn you on to some new good tunes. Who knows? Uh, what about you? What's up with you? Baby's coming. Baby's coming, man. couple more weeks here. It's, uh, it's getting real. It's getting real. So gearing up for that and uh went and played a little bit of frisbee golf yesterday with a couple buddies down in uh silver lake we're gonna put out a little video on that soon because a lot of people don't know we have a frisbee golf course at silver lake park uh the thornton a sullivan park so that, that that was pretty fun i will say trying to play frisbee golf while also filming yourself playing is a uh, Gotta gotta move pretty fast. It looked uh, it looked tough. I started to cut that video today, and it yeah, it, it was a little, it was a little bit hectic. But you know what? It was fun. We made it through for sure, for sure. So today we have Sully from the Funko Funcast on the show. If you've been living under a rock for the last year or so, uh, you wouldn't know that Funko has moved their headquarters to downtown Everett. But now you do. We're excited to talk to Sully about the Funcast and the impact Funko is having and will have on downtown Everett. Before we jump into that, a quick ad read from one of our advertisers. Washington State University has a new campus in Everett. Students who complete their first two years at any community college can transfer to WSU Everett to study software, mechanical or electrical engineering, data analytics, strategic communication, my major, hospitality, business management, or sustainable agriculture. You can learn more at everett.wsu.edu. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Sully. Hello. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, not a problem at all. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. For sure. So um, you're the host of the Funko Funcast, but you're much more than that. Uh, what else do you do at Funko and how long have you worked for Funko? Uh, I started at Funko in November of 2016, moved up from Texas to take the job and uh, Took a job as a marketing manager. I'm putting that in air quotes, but uh, really my job is is many many fold. We do all the social media, all of our videos, of course the Funko Funcast, like you mentioned. Uh, we go to events. Like next week, we'll be headed to San Diego Comic Con, so it's uh, pretty typical of us to work the booth and sell merchandise, but also to be out on the show floor capturing any kind of social media content that we can to share out. Because really, our focus at Funko is about pop culture. So we wanted to make sure that it's not just about selling figures and vinyl toys. It's about talking about pop culture as well, which is why the Funcast came around as well. So we uh, we do a little bit of everything there, uh, working from retail to, to social and everything in between. What's the big uh, What's the big pop toy for San Diego Comic Con? Is it one that people are super hyped about? You know, it's it depends on who you ask. Really, uh, we've got seventy or seventy one exclusives this year at San Diego Comic Con. Man, that's crazy! Wow, it's nuts. And you should see our space is big compared to other uh, other retailers there. 
but very small when you're back there with 20 other people trying to to move around and, and sell all those and get them into our giant blue bags that everybody's familiar with. Uh, we've got a couple. My favorite is the Mark One Iron Man uh, from the original Iron Man film. Nice. Really nice looking, good detail. I like most of our work. Is that like a big boy one or is that a, a standard size? Standard size, but right. he's kind of beefy. We call him big in box when they okay. fill up the box and don't need as much filler. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. cool. And so let's just zoom out for a quick sec. For those mm-hmm. who aren't familiar with Funco, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you just share a little bit of the background of, of the company and what Funco does? Definitely. We, we call ourselves a purveyor of pop culture. But, I mean, honestly, people know us for the Funko Pops, which is one of our lines of vinyl toys. We have tons of them. Uh, Pops, the one people recognize, but we have Mystery Minis and Pint Size Heroes and Rock Candy and our new vinyl line that always comes in two packs, plush, shirts, hats, you name it. Uh, We've got the store here in Everett has all of our products, and it was easy to fill with all the different things we have. But our, our real focus is on the licensing of different products from TV, movie, comic books, anime, uh, you name it. We have more licenses than pretty much anybody else in the U.S. So our, our catalog that we can choose from is so big, and we have the ability to make toys and different things that fans of those fandoms, those licenses, uh, can reach out and get and have on their desk that a lot of other companies may not make. That's that's what drew me in. I was like, oh, I really love this movie. There's a toy for it, and now I can have that physical representation on my desk. That's so awesome. Nobody else is doing that. As an Overwatch fan, I need to really watch myself when I go into into Funko. It's oh, frightening because yeah. now there's like 400 Overwatch characters, and I know that the the vinyl pops are coming. I know it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it scares me very much. Um, <laughs> there's plenty there and more on the way. I know, I know. There's always more on the I, way. I, I did want to piggyback on that briefly and ask how often do you come across people who still haven't heard of Funko at all yeah it happens more often than you would think it's usually the conversation is like hey I work at Funko what's that Mm -hmm. you know those little pop figures that you see at this oh yeah I know those so it's they they know the product before they know the name Uh, and then even touring people through the store once they know what Funko is I'll hear at least 10 times walking them through I didn't know y'all made that I didn't Mm. know y'all made that Mm-hmm. They're familiar with the products and not necessarily the name, which is something that we continue to work on. We want Funko to be a household name. Absolutely. Yeah. And Funko's worldwide, right? Yeah, we have offices in Europe now. Uh, we sell everywhere, uh, but definitely main focus here in the U.S., and we're working on expanding. Yeah, it, it's so funny to me when, you know, since you moved your headquarters to, to downtown Everett and have obviously increased your presence here, uh, that's made me a lot more aware of, of what all Funko does. And, and so I'm sharing with people a, a lot more, you know, have you gone and checked out the new, new store yet? And new, new store for what? what? What's Funko? And it's just, yeah, even people who live here in Everett that they, they still haven't heard about it. So it's, yeah, it's nuts. It I was shows just room a, for growth. It was just a totem the other day. And uh, I had, the, I think I had this very shirt on. It was, that's embarrassing. I should change more often. Uh, and the lady goes, Oh, I, I want one of those, uh, those group dolls. And I was like, well, go vis- visit Funko in Everett. She's like, where? So she was aware of the right. toys and knew exactly yeah. what they were, but didn't even know exactly. that right in her backyard was a store where she could get whatever she wanted. Yeah, that's so funny. So Funko started in South Everett, right? That mm-hmm. was kind of the first home base. Moved yeah. to North Everett. Why the move to North Everett? Why why that building? It was uh, it was a school for it was a college for a long time. Before mm-hmm. that, it was like the Bon Marche, I yeah, believe. Like back in yep. the day. Back in yep. the day. So yeah, why the move? Uh, I know if I'm listening to our our president Brian Maretti, our CEO talk about it in in different uh, interviews he's done and on our documentary uh the making fun 
Uh, it was about getting something forward facing for customers to come and visit a store, but also giving us a headquarters. And this one building got all of that. You know, the bottom floor is the retail and above that is all of our offices. Uh, something a little more high profile because where we were at before was kind of like a... Uh, a warehouse distribution area, right, right. you know, kind of tucked away. And even as a fan, I had come up and come to visit the headquarters and was expecting Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory and instead got a, you know, a, a little entry area that had some toys and the rest were desks. And people were always asking to come visit. So now they've got a place to come visit and get some souvenirs along the way. And it's, it's worked out really well for that. We have people coming from all over the country uh, who will drive hours to come visit the store, which amazes me, you know, that they'll come from California for anywhere. And then I see people lined up uh, in front of the door, down the block, down the side of the block, around the area. So yeah, Yeah. just, (laughs) it's awesome seeing just so many people traveling from all over to, and how, how big is the, how many thousands of square feet is the store? I don't know the exact number, but knowing that it used to be a Macy's down there, I think gives people pretty good perspective of that size. Yeah. We used to, we would hype it up before it opened and say, it's going to be like Disneyland for toy collectors. And a lot of people agree when they came in, but the most common thing we heard was, well, where are the rides? Is that is that next? Yeah, well, I hope. That would be pretty amazing. That way we don't get that question anymore. But, uh, yeah, I think we'd rather fill it with some toys. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, you, you walk into that store. It's, it's amazing. It's huge. It's bringing in people from all over. Talk to us about that impact that that's having on uh, downtown Everett and, and the greater Everett area. Well, I think it's all positive, uh, definitely. I know just uh, I, I go to Starbucks New Mexicans, other places around here. And I know when I go in, I typically see quite a few other Funko employees. So definitely having all of us around has added more business for their businesses. Uh, But I like to think like even on our podcast, people ask, well, I'm coming up to Funko HQ. Where should I go visit? Mm. And we try to tell them some of our favorite places in the area. So I know the fans coming in has also added to that quite a bit. Like you said, the line every morning. I think they're probably hitting up the Starbucks right around the corner from us. Maybe some other local places for breakfast. So I haven't heard numbers, but I definitely see it when I'm out and about. Mm -hmm. And these are people from all over the world, you said? Yeah, we did. uh, I actually hosted a game in the parking lot right across from the store when we had the big grand opening. And we, at one point, I said, who's here from out of the country? And had out of our audience of like 75 to 100 people, I saw at least 15, 20 hands go up. We had people from Canada, of course, because it's accessible. But we had people from overseas who flew over just for the Funko HQ grand opening. And plenty of people I hear from on Twitter who are, I'm coming from Italy in a couple of weeks. What should I do? When should I be there? Where should I go visit? So we see it quite a bit. Yeah, toy collectors seem like a very passionate bunch. Oh, definitely. If you get a chance to watch our uh, documentary, Making Fun, that's on Netflix now, the focus of it isn't about the selling of the toys or the manufacturing like a lot of people would think when it comes to a documentary, but more about the fans. And they focus on a handful of the collectors who've been with us for many, many years now, long before Pops even existed. And you get to see what it's like to be what we call a fanatic, the Funko fanatics, and really is all about the fans. That's the, the pop culture and the interaction with our fans is like my main focus. You know, you might call it marketing or social media, but it's about interaction with fans. Mm-hmm. And I, I did watch the documentary. I loved it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that was most interesting to me was that the fact that Funko's very first space that they ever rented is literally 
across the alleyway from where you guys are at now. Isn't that amazing? It's like, tw- what is it, 20 years later or something mm-hmm. like that? It's, yeah. yeah, that's so wild. Yeah, the uh, Brian's office, our, our, our CEO, you can stand in the corner of his office and look down and see that door of where Funko had been 20-something years ago. Yeah. That's, so neat. so wild. I actually, after I watched the documentary, I drove through the alley to try and figure out exactly which door they were standing by, mm-hmm. and then I drove around front. I'm like, what is that place? And I think it was like the WSU connection store which is yeah. now gone r.i.p yeah <laughs> so uh i guess whoever gets in that space next they get the the old funko space yeah maybe you guys can buy it back i, yeah, I keep joking I, I don't know of any details <laughs> but i keep joking that we should buy it and turn it into a little mini museum i think that oh, would be that, really cool that'd be cool yeah, yeah for sure um so besides being storefront offices it seems like you guys have a lot of events at funko hq mm-hmm. so um what kind of events do you host? Like, what do you what do you do in there? I know that there was kind of like a it looked like a birthday party room yeah. for a little bit in there, and now it's kind of closed off. I don't, I don't know what was going on in there, but I'm sure you get people from all over yeah. coming in. Yeah, that was uh, for a while. We used that as like a party room. We would have uh, autograph sessions, so we had some WWE superstars like Zack Ryder. Oh my boy, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, a new day. Um, all right, we had uh, Braun, Braun Strowman. Strowman. Yeah. yeah. The that, monster among men. Come on, Garrett. He is a large fella. <laughs> Sorry, I'm out of the loop on this one. <laughs> I thought I was big. I stood next to him and felt very small. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but we've had them come in. We had uh, Steve Largent come in and do an autograph signing. Oh, yeah. uh, we've had uh, we've had some just events where we had fanatics come hang out, like when Emerald City Comic Con was in town. Uh, we had people that listened to the Funcast, a little gathering come in. We sold tickets. They came in and we played games and gave away some prizes and uh, I know we'll be hosting some other events soon. That uh, that space you just talked about is under construction, and I'm not at liberty to say what's going to be in there, but it'll Ooh, be cool. a nice surprise for everybody when it opens. And you guys did launch the uh, like build your own pop thing, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, the, that's up and running now. It's great. You can build uh, using the pieces there from a body and a head and all these little accessories. You can build your own version of Freddy Funko, or you can build a monster. Uh, you can do it for $15, which I don't think is too bad. I see kids go and spend like an hour in there picking all the exact right pieces. And then you get a nice box to take it home in to put on the shelf, just like oh, you would have awesome. your other toys. So, so cool. It's pretty neat. Yeah. So yeah. do you, do you guys have like a calendar of events? Can people come in? How do people find out about this stuff? Cause the lines are always there and I'm like, what's going like us right. at live and Everett. I'm like, I need to know what's happening behind those doors. Our social media channels are essentially our events calendar. We, we interact with people regularly and post there as often as we can. Uh, Instead of having a dedicated place on the website, we want people to interact. So we send them to Mm. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram where every week we put out the hours of operation. If we're going to be closed or anything, if there's a special event or we put all that out on social. Nice. Makes sense. Yeah. And I know you guys had a a night uh, with the Aqua Sox recently. Um, You're probably busy getting ready for uh, for comic-con i, I was going to ask if you had any other events coming up that you were planning for yeah it's san diego comic-con is next week and it's so big like i just stuttered because i'm thinking about all that's going to happen uh we have to prep for that and really we we haven't looked past that very much because it's like yeah. get that done and then breathe and then see right. what's next but we've got rose city comic-con coming up in portland in september we'll be we'll be there uh in august we're actually headed up to toronto fan expo so not at the store, but events that we're still a part of. Sure. Uh, at the store, I don't know what other events are coming up, to be honest, but I know we'll be planning some stuff. We usually try to uh, share it out at least a month in advance, let people know, again, on our social channels so they can come up and get their autographs or interact with whatever we have going on. Sure. Is Funko looking to work more more locally, like hyper-local, like with the Aqua Sox? Is there a Silver Tips night coming up? You know, Is that, <laughs> is that something that... that 
Funko is kind of focused on a little bit. I know, I know the worldwide in San Diego Comic Con, but what about what about Everett? Yeah, I think it's important that we that we do things with the local community as well. We were uh, had the parade for Fourth of July come by the front. Mm-hmm. We were a part of the parade, try to get people to come in. Then uh, definitely trying to be a part of of what's going on locally. I'm not in those planning sessions, so I'm not sure what's coming up. But uh, rest assured, we're probably going to be a part of some of the big things coming up. I do love that you guys have the Wetmore Forest. Yeah, That's that really, was really, really cool. cool. Yeah, it's well, neat, isn't it? That made well, me feel special. <laughs> tip, tip of the cap. Um, so you you host the Funko Funcast, as mm-hmm. Henry said in the intro. Uh, why don't you give our listeners just kind of a brief overview of the Funcast? Sure, sure. Yeah, our marketing team, we call ourselves the uh, Funcast crew. It's myself, Hillary. Uh, Cameron and Yoko. Sometimes we have on other guests from the uh, marketing team. And then sometimes we bring in uh, people from inside the building. We've had Brian uh, answer some questions on the podcast, some of our artists. But basically, it's an opportunity to talk about what new products are coming out, what exclusives are out. Uh, But much bigger than that, that's just a, a small part of it. It is a conversation about pop culture where every week we answer questions from fans that they email in or send us in tweets. Uh, we talk about topics like all of today's episode that we recorded that goes up tomorrow, uh, episode 77, is all about 80s because our theme for our fun days party next week uh, is going to be 80s prom. So we thought, let's get in the mood now and start talking about our favorite movies and television shows and things like that. And we try to tie it into product when we can, but it's definitely not a sales pitch. It's more of a conversation with people that, uh, that are into the same fandoms as the products that we make. And you have celebrity guests every once in yeah. a while too, right? Um, have you ever been starstruck? Have you ever been like, oh man, I can't believe I'm interviewing this person? Yeah, it's it's very surreal when that happens. We had Zack Ryder sit in for a whole episode. Uh, he's been a good friend of ours. He, he does uh, YouTube videos for us. We call him the, the intern. He's done several different jobs inside the inside the office, and we've got more videos of him coming. We've had uh, some of the comic book men on before. Meng Chen's been on several times. Uh, he's a great co-host, a great podcaster himself, so that's always fun. Uh, it's those first couple of minutes, I'm a little starstruck, but then you realize they're people too, and they like to have a conversation about the same things. So before long, you find yourself just talking to them like you would anybody else. Yeah, because you had Nelson Cruz stop by. Yeah, and he I came like by. flipped out when I saw that video. I was like, Nelson Cruz was in Everett? Yeah. Like, oh, man, I can't believe that. We so. couldn't get him still long enough to do a podcast, but he definitely came through the building and had a good time. And For it was sure. neat. It's so cool that you, know, you guys are bringing these people up to Everett. It's just so neat. Hopefully, uh, hopefully some more soon. We'll have to see. I'm, I'm sure. That, I'm sure that something's always cooking in the Funko yep. kitchen. It, it never stops. We're always trying to find new people that are interested in it. We know on Twitter, we're always reaching out when we see the celebrities get their pops and they'll pose with photos. Well, like, hey, how interested are you? You want to come up and visit? And <laughs> sometimes yes. So uh, I actually was at um, the Toy and Geek Fest. Uh, in Puyallup uh, last weekend or weekend before last and uh, Tom Welling who was on Smallville was there and I went up as a fan just to get his autograph on a uh, on a Clark Kent pop and uh, as soon as I got up there I was like hey can it would be possible to get a photo of him with this pop to use for Funko and the guy goes wait you work for Funko it's like Tom wanted to come visit Funko HQ we were trying to get a hold of you guys like what (laughs) I was the biggest fan of this show I would do anything for Tom he could definitely come up so I gave him my card and he said he'd love to come visit and maybe I can get him into a podcast who knows yeah there you go that'd be fun that's awesome yeah yeah I guess seeing yourself as like a super morphed kind of cool statuette I guess oh yeah he loved it yeah that kind of yeah, that would make you feel really cool. I only had like two minutes with him while he was signing something, and I said, I think he said, thank you so much for making these like 10 times. He was stoked. 
Nice. You know, they're, I guess they're not really a part of that conversation. It's more about the studio that owns the likenesses and all the rights and stuff. Sure. And so for them, it's this, it's this really cool moment where they finally found out they, they've got it. And they're like, oh, I need a bunch to give to my family, you know? Speaking of which, real talk, when are the Live and Everett Funko Pop toys coming out? I feel like I look... <laughs> goofy enough to have my own funk <laughs> maybe we could put something together from some other pieces that we, we have go. in the <laughs> office uh yeah we, we don't have any of us either on the funko Funcast, and it gets pitched quite a bit but uh, shot down just as quickly what about so, have you done like one of like brian or some of like the executives believe it or not no, no? i don't wow. i don't think he's a big fan of that idea okay. so we haven't done it yet but you never know what it might be possible yeah yeah what's the cool. what's the wackiest pop that's ever been made is there one that's just like what like either like why did we do this or like will anybody buy this or i guess that boils down to personal preference too i mean some people we, we made justin bieber a couple of years ago and for me i'm like i that doesn't mean anything to me but for 20 million screaming fans that right. had to have one that was the best pop we've ever made and i think oh, wow. you can say that about a bunch of the different ones that we've had in the in the shop you know mm. i had to have the firefly pops i was so stoked mm. when when funko made those years ago and to so many other people they're like eh, i don't really care so, I want that other thing you got. So Bieber's the top selling pop, huh? I didn't say that, but it okay. was a was a very high selling pop. Yeah, okay. it did well. Yeah. What is the top selling pop? You know, I don't know. Uh, that's probably dangerous information for me to have. They don't don't <laughs> let me in on that. I try to stay out of that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, and what's coming next? I stay out of that in, in case I accidentally blab something before it's time to reveal it. <laughs> I like to find out when everybody else does. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, the fan base must be so rabid for anything like that. You would not believe. I mean, we're in a really good position uh, with the product that we have and the fan base we have. We do a Q&A every Thursday on Twitter uh, that people can come in and ask whatever question they want. And the most common question, 95% of the time, is when are you going to make insert fandom here? Right. We, every week we get it. And while we would love to tell everybody your thing is coming next year or in six months, we don't really know that far ahead of time either. You know, we're working on deals in the background and only when sure. the paperwork is signed on both ends and, and the glams are ready to go, the artwork is set, can we tell the world about it? So until that point, we just have to we just have to stay quiet about it all, which is it's a struggle sometimes. I know uh, San Diego Comic Con's coming up and maybe some reveals happen there. There might be some happy fans. Mm. You know? Okay, mm -hmm. last last question. Um, before we get into the ever questions, what is the rarest? Is there one that there was only one made or two made that kind of tops the list. There are a few of those. Uh, over the years, our mascot, Freddy Funko, uh, at Funko Fun Days, our big party we have at San Diego Comic-Con, we make a variety of versions of him where he's basically cosplaying as some of the things that were popular the year before. And some of those are quantities of like one of six, one of 12, wow. one of 24 that just go to people that are at the party. Uh, those probably are the rarest. There are some that, uh, like years ago, Clockwork Orange, some of those got out before it was all sealed and signed and done and didn't work out. Oh, so wow. they're a very small quantity of those as well. It just, mm -hmm. it just uh, you know, I guess kind of like uh, going back to baseball cards and things, errors, some of that thing, some of those make it out occasionally. Sure. We well, do have yeah. a Clockwork Orange Alex now. There is one, I yeah. I saw that the other finally, day. Finally, yeah. that was uh, officially approved and out and out for everybody, so... Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, should we uh, should we get into the ever questions? Let's do it. Bring it. Let's do it. All right. So these are some questions we ask to all of our guests, and the first one is, how have you seen Everett change since you've been here? Uh, I think definitely with Funko moving to downtown Everett, I've seen the city come alive. I came and visited just a couple of times before Funko opened, and it uh, was quiet. 
and now that that's there and the lights are on and it's bright and all these people are coming, it definitely seems like a, like there's been a resurgence to the city. What do you think uh, Everett's best kept secret is? For me, it's New Mexicans. I love New Mexicans restaurant right downstairs from where we're recording right now. My wife and I come and eat there once a week. Just fantastic. What do you get? It varies, but most of the time I go with, uh, with something that has queso on it. All right. Coming from Texas, I have to have my queso. So have I have the, the mac and cheese, the queso mac and cheese. My wife gets that every week with the green hatch chilies in it. She loves it. And you, you were saying that was the closest place you could find that like reminded you of the food from home back in Texas. Exactly. And, yeah. When so. we saw new Mexicans, we thought just Mexican food. Right. Turns out it's people from New Mexico. Right. And so a lot of the Southern uh, things that we were fans of, like margaritas and queso and burritos, nachos, brisket, they've got all that. They're so good. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, do you think Everett is misunderstood? And if so, why? I don't know what the public perception of Everett is outside, honestly. I hadn't heard of it myself before, so I really couldn't speak to that one. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you think Everett needs, if anything? Hmm. Uh, a Whataburger. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Which anybody that listens to the Funcast would know, it's a southern burger chain yep. big in Texas. Uh, definitely some more food options, I think. I, we always end up talking about food on the Funcast, and when we tour, we love to go places like In-N-Out, hmm. local restaurants, whatever city. There's one in Orlando called the Chocolate Emporium that we all absolutely love. We'd love some stuff like that here as well, just some more options. Cool. We'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> someday. Working on it. Uh, what is your greatest hope for Everett's future? Uh, continued resurgence and building. I'd love to see it become a, a bigger city with more more businesses, you know, more more of a downtown feel. I know Funko's big, plenty of room for other companies to come in as well. I think a great opportunity in this city. For sure, for sure. Absolutely. Um, well, you want to play a game? Definitely. What do you got? Right. Well, it's a game called Fast Favorites where we put 60 seconds on the clock and uh, we ask you five questions. And if you answer within those 60 seconds, you win a prize. Ooh, I like this. So, uh, Garrett, do you want to ask the questions? Do you want me to ask the questions? What do you uh, want to do? I'll ask the questions. How are you feeling? All if, right. Uh, you want to watch the clock? I will watch the clock whenever right. you're ready. All right. Ready, Soli? I'm ready. Where's your favorite place to eat? New Mexicans. Favorite place to drink? Toggle's Bottle Shop. Favorite place to watch the sunset? The parking garage at Funko. Favorite word to describe Everett? Opportunity. Favorite thing to do when you have free time? Eat. Nice. There we go. <laughs> you know, the parking garage uh, at Funko is a hidden gem to watch the sunset, I it must is. say. It is a great view up there. Oh. Absolutely gorgeous. Sunset or sunrise, actually. Yeah. 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 And you got Batman right there. Is Batman there? Batman is is on the very top of the garage facing Funko. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you get to pick one prize out of the bag of mystery here. Oh, I like this. Reach in, dig deep. Oh, I got some cards from 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 Cat Cat Snap Snap Studio. That's right. Local local artists. Cat Snap that makes those. So yeah, thank, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for uh, joining us today and hanging out. We really appreciate it. So uh, where can people go learn more about Funko? Uh, definitely visit on social, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're Original Funko on all of those. Uh, our website, Funko.com. And please listen to the Funko Funcast. We record every week, post a new episode, usually on Wednesdays. And you can get that on iTunes, Google Play, Funko.com, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. There we go. Cool, cool. Thank you so much Perfect. for joining us. Thanks, guys. Yeah. It was an honor. Thanks, Appreciate Sully. It. 
Thanks for hanging out on the Live in Everett podcast. We'd like to hear from you. Send us feedback, questions, whatever floats your boat to podcast at liveinevert.com. Or now you can leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on this very podcast, 425-341-3731. If you're listening on iTunes, take a minute to rate and subscribe to us. It helps a ton. You can keep up with all the good things happening around Everett by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter, The Weekly Goodness, which goes out every single Monday and is packed full of upcoming events, news, a recap of what's new on the blog. You can subscribe for free over on the website, liveineverett.com slash subscribe. Thanks to Sully for joining us today. Special thanks to my band, Oliver Alfarmy, for our theme music. And of course, to me, the producer of the show, Henry J, which by the way, uh, the Stereo Wire is coming to liveineverett.com starting August 3rd. So watch out, Everett. I'm on the internet now. Good things happen in Everett because of you. So thank you so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week, everybody. This is why we're ever till the grave.